Welcome to another episode of Season 3 of the Panjway Podcast. As usual, you can find our episodes on YouTube, Facebook, and your favorite podcast platform, whether that's Spotify or Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, you pick it, we're there. If you want to support the podcast financially, we've set up a few ways for you to do so this season. You can become a patron by hopping over to patreon.com slash the Panjway Podcast and sign up for a small monthly donation. If you want to make a one-time donation, you can find us on Venmo at the Panjway Podcast. And last but not least, we've got a small selection of merchandise in our store. So if you head over to thepanjoypodcast.com and click on the store tab, you'll see stickers and other merchandise and who knows what might come down the pipeline. All that I can hope is you take me with you when you go. I guess I should have known I can't leave with you when you go. Yeah, no, it was, that's fucking miserable, man. Like, it, it would be different if I had, like, no uh, no emotional or psychological connection with anybody. So, like, you know, Tom Evans, he doesn't know any of these people. Mayor, just, they don't know any of these people. They're just a squad that was thrown into a situation. Whereas I knew these dudes, like, I know. Right, yeah. Like, I know what's happening. And, like, I can listen to the radio and hear it. And, like, I would call Spurwingar every fucking night and i'm like sir somebody needs to get me out of here first aren't somebody like i was there i was calling like every night on the phone because <clears throat> like that was it was just wasn't good for me i i couldn't i couldn't take being there like that's not who i like i am a i'm a fucking fighter like i need to be there and uh, more than that i need to be with my guys and uh finally somebody Somebody listened to me, and I finally got got pulled back over to to Sparwingar. And I kind of, I saw what happened. I think they kind of like, <clears throat> we need to give some dudes who are like under some stress a reprieve, and like give them a break, and like let's put some some fresh meat in. And, um, you know, when I went back to third platoon, what was your uh, impression like? Because you know you had seen all this stuff from a distance for what three months or whatever. And then you you got over there. Like, what what were you thinking when you when you got there? Like, did, could you see in the guys like what was going on? I mean, what was your impression? Close, that close to breaking, which is why I thought it was important that I was I I went on every patrol. Like I I just they were that close. I mean that close, man. Now, like when I showed up, they it was like a collective sigh of relief, and they were like, yeah. They were like, okay, like for the older guys, for the the newer guys. So again, like the squad leaders weren't my squad leaders. These, so Eddie Adams was there, um, who came from I, I I think uh, Cotton Bay, maybe yeah, I think he came or two seven also. Yeah. Um, Tad Garver uh, was there, and then uh, oh, Jeff, uh, huh? 
I forgot about Garver. Yeah, yeah and then uh, Maddox mm-hmm. was there. Um, because we had, like, Eddie Duff. Um, and, you know, obviously, like, there was a lot to process for him. Um, you know, and he wasn't there. And then Dave Campbell. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I know BJ hit him hard. And like, so, yeah. um, you know, they, they weren't there anymore. Um, I'm like, I came in and like, okay. And I took over first squad and I had like Alex Heaton, Brandon era, like, uh, Trejo. So TJ, mm-hmm. some TJ. Good, there's some killers, man. Those some <clears> really <throat> good uh, Juan Galvan was there, uh, and McNeil, uh, mm-hmm. also. So like we were extremely short. Um, yeah, we, you know, that was kind of, and I was, you know, perfectly fine. Like it was like falling right back in and like Heaton, Alex Heaton was like, <sighs> so I roomed with him. And, like, just for those who don't know, like he's a Taylor Swift super fan. And, uh, Is he really? <laughs> Dude, dude so was Miguel up, Perez. That's all we fucking heard for eight months. Fucks me up. Like, he <laughs> sat on the computer on iTunes, like, waiting till Afghan midnight time, whatever time it was that equaled midnight in, in New York for the release of Red. Is that the, oh, the album? Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, waiting I... to download it. And I was oh, like, Oh my gosh. Alex, are you fucking kidding? Like, I, I thought he was just. I just thought Joking. he was fucking around, dude. No, yeah. he was legit, bro. Yeah, I can't believe serious. there were two of them. Yeah, he was legit. We had dude. one, too. There were two hey, Swifties on the cup. Wow. Taylor Swift, bro. She, she, she crosses all walks of life, my friend. Uh, you know? Um, That's yeah, dude. Um, and they, you know, that was them. And they were like, they were awesome, dude. Yeah. Eric and uh, Heaton, mm-hmm. TJ. Um, so we did a couple patrols with Galvan and McNeil. Now one of them was like the the Najat Death March. Oh my god, that was probably the single most exhausting event of my life. Mm. And uh, run us through this because I, I mean, I remember that happening, but <clears throat> like you said, platoons, you have different experiences. So I just I don't remember the details of this. The so N- we we were gonna March. do a joint patrol in Najat with that uh who were they a and a or were they a they weren't alp there was no, no they, were a- 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 they were a and a they had like this little compound that sat on like some high ground or something right so we gave some people to i think john mahoney uh and somebody else sat down with the sniper rifle or an m14 to to provide overwatch and we went out on a <clears throat> on a patrol uh a joint patrol with the a and a i'm like out the gate, we're probably 40 minutes into this. Oh, fuck, dude. Like, already. Now, like, I mean, it's, I'm almost black on water. We've only been walking for like 40 minutes. I'm like almost black on water. And I'm like, I have to do something like to self sustain. And then I'm like looking at my dude. So it sounds stupid, but I carry um, packets of single spams spam slices in my pocket so i pull one out we're in a firefight and i'm just like you know i'm eating some okay, shit to make okay. sure i don't go down sure uh, lots yeah. of salt lots of calories <clears throat> yeah exactly yeah exactly <laughs> uh and then like i throw them to the rest of my squad and i'm like fucking eat when they're like 
what is going on right now? Like, <laughs> I'm getting spammed yeah, in a yeah, firefight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, eat. And they're like, dude, you. And later on, they'd be like, dude, do you remember we were in that firefight? And you're like throwing spam at us and shit. Like, eat. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> nah. You know, and it's not an overly longer vicious firefight. Just a couple dudes and like we're we're in a fight, but like I'm running to jump a wall. I'm like, like, dude, this killer pain shoots through my hand, and I was like, fuck, dude, I just got shot in the hand. Wasn't I? I just got stung like by this the, Afghan yellow jacket or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it went through that. my glove. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it was like the. Uh, the killer jacks or whatever those things are from the hunger oh the murder wasps yeah. murder yeah i'm like murder yeah, it's like the afghan version of murder wasp man. yeah like it went through my glove it's like getting oh man it's like somebody just whipped your ass oh man uh, i thought i got shot and i didn't i just got stung by this fucking bee and we you know we continue our our patrol and like there's hellfires from drones trying to trying to kill this dude anyways the point is is like uh, and there was another firefight. Um, you know, at some point, everybody, I mean, the entire platoon is like black on water. And we're like in the hurt locker for real, for real. And like, I'm like Afghan shit water from streams to like wet my lips. And like, it was, we were bad times, bro. Now um, we, we finally circle back. No, uh, like, this whole patrol and like this movement lasted all day. I and the jot ain't even that big, you know. And it was just nuts. And it was like a a cat and mouse game. Like we were trying to get this dude. And like the drones would fire a hellfire, and like he would disappear for a little while and come back up. And like so it was like we were just cat and mousing with these these dudes trying to smoke him. But whatever the patrol ends and like we get back in the in the Humvees and like. Uh, you know, the drivers and the, the gunners never left. And like, uh, we're leaving and we're on the, you know, it's the paved road, right? And we're on the culvert and like, boom! Oh, God, and like, fucking ID. And I yelled and I was like, fuck! They broke my foot! <laughs> and I'm yelling in the <laughs> truck and I was so mad. But do you remember that the Matt V's had that little blue rubber mat on the ground. I just thought about this right now. It was mm-hmm. to disperse like mm-hmm. the energy from IEDs. That's what I saved my that. foot from being broke. I'm pretty sure like, and I was like, um, and we disappeared in like this cloud of smoke, but like McNeil is still driving forward. Mm-hmm. And I'm like looking at him and I was like, stop, stop. And he was just like in the zone. No, he he was like he totally uh reverted to like PTSD McNeil and like oh, just wow. couldn't anymore, just couldn't. And like I'm like trying to get him to stop. Like he was my driver, I was the TC, Heaton was sitting behind me in the the dismount, and then Galvan was sitting in the dismount seat as the gunner because it was a crow truck. So we, we tried to make the front trucks the crow truck, so that way a gunner, he wouldn't be exposed. Right. And it was yeah, a crow he truck. He if he hits a 50-pound IED. <clears throat> right. Um, so, like, uh, combat remote operated weapon system. Just think of a video game. Um, 
and it had the mind roller on it but like mcneil is still driving and i'm like stop stop we can't see where we are and i know we're not on a road stop and finally he stopped and then i could like look at the rest of the crew to kind of gauge to see how they were and like heaton was fine he's like what the fuck just happened like, clearly we just got blown up <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know i looked up i looked over my shoulder to look at galvan and like he's got the stupid <laughs> he's got like the stupidest look on his face like his mouth's just open he's like and like his eye pro <laughs> disintegrated like there was like really? the, the arm was on his ear but there was like <laughs> nothing else of, like his eye pro just like disintegrated and like he's got this stupid like look on his face like and like i'm like okay he's okay but he's just an idiot but okay um <laughs> and then like the smoke kind of clears a little bit and we're like we were on the covert we were like that far from rolling over like 10 12 feet oh, into the ditch and i was like jesus christ mcneil um but he was like in complete shock dude like he was in straight ptsd yeah um mode and like they're calling back they're like dude are you guys okay and we're like yeah i was like yeah we're fine i, I think i broke my foot but we'll see when we get back and they're like do you want to get out and check fuck no i don't want to get out and check fuck no i don't what's wrong with you i'm still in the kill zone no i don't want to get out and check and i said i think my foot's broke but i'm gonna drive this truck as far as it'll go and like you can hear it there's no like and there's no ac and like it's making noises and shit and i'm like i'm gonna push this thing as far as it'll go and when it stops then we'll figure that out and yeah. so we we took off i'm like just left without exploiting it or anything like that but oh don't worry we, drove... we did that for you <laughs> oh yeah no 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 that <laughs> oh, was yeah. a different i hit that ied also oh really um, so it's... that was okay. a different, so a different that was ID. like 120 pounds this one was like 40 pounds um and it kind of just picked the truck up and like uh eddie adams was the tc behind us he was like dude i thought you were gone he was like it picked your truck up a little bit and then slammed it down and then you were in a cloud of smoke and i was like yeah I, I think this like is it. the one because this was over a culvert. It was a huge hole. It went all the way down to the, the stream. And that's the one where we were out there filling a hole with concrete for six hours. It um, was in the jot. Because I hit two in the jot. Oh, okay. I hit two in. One was like 120, but it was in the open, kind of. Um, and like by open fields and a wall. Oh no, this was on the road. This was this, this was yeah, the yeah. I mean, one. both of them were on a hard on a hardball. Oh, okay. Yeah, this uh, one was like in that S turn. There's like that. Yeah, S -turn. yeah. That's okay. Then maybe I guess that was yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And like we pushed back, and you know the truck had damage and shit, but it made. I mean, and that's the thing about cop, uh, combat vehicles. Like people are like, dude, the LMTV is not gonna make it or something. Like, bro, this thing's designed to work with bullet holes in it. Trust me, it can yeah. it can go. Right. You know, but the, the Mat V pushed and we, Dude, we went I, back. I love the Mat V. I've heard so many people talk shit about it. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, that thing saved yeah, my life that's multiple a great times. I'm telling you, like, I have hit IEDs and Humvees and, right. uh, and Bradleys. Like, uh, if, I was in a, if I was in a Humvee in any of those, those IEDs that I hit in Afghanistan, I'd, well, maybe not that one. I'd, I'd be fucked up. Um, but that 121, 120 pound, I'd be dead. That is fuck. 
Um, if I was in a Humvee, I, I wouldn't be here right now. Um, My first one, if that if I hadn't been in a Mat, if I had even been in a Max Pro instead of a yeah, Mat V, dude. I'd be dead. Yeah, I don't like the Max Pro, man. The Mat V is where it's at. Max like Pro that is a shit. that is a yeah. good vehicle. Yeah, it's a great yeah, vehicle. That was super glad with the Mat V. It's like low center of gravity. You know, it, it can hoss it over terrain. Like it's got it's got good. Yeah, over, and it like, didn't feel terrain, so top heavy. Uh, the Max Pro, I just yeah, the could Ma- not get the Max on. Pro, man. You're always feeling like yeah, almost rolling them fuckers mm-hmm. in Iraq, dude. Just trying to trying to well it broke and i was trying to i had the pedal to the metal going 30 miles an hour and cut this out stupid bullshit story but and uh we were just rolling down route tampa and there was an iraqi police uh blockade thing but because something had fucked up in the truck i had to keep it the hammer down like my leg was literally shaking by the time i got back because i was pushing the pedal all the way down to keep the gas on and it was going 15 20 miles an hour and I had to go down into that median and back up to the side and back up on the other side of Route Tampa. Yeah, I, did, I Tampa. did that. It went like, and it just went, whoo, whoo. and I was like, this is it. This is, yeah. I'm going to die at a rollover. Rollover, baby. <laughs> Route Tampa. Um, oh. But yeah, we, but anyways, Najat was, yeah. was Najat when we were back, and you know, it was good. And I think um, it was like a couple days later, uh, Dino. Lost his, lost his leg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were, we were walking and I, there's a firefight earlier. Um, and I was like, dude, this place is fucking awesome. Like Afghanistan is where it's, I've, I've never understood people's like aversion to it or whatever. Like, but Afghanistan is like the true infantryman's war. Like it's it was. fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm. But, you know, we were in a firefight and we're like, um, you know, we're returning fire and shit and we're trying to move. Um, like it's everything that a girl could dream for. And it was awesome. Um, <laughs> now, you know, we're walking and this was before, like, uh, you know, we knew what those stupid rock, rock formations were mm. and all that mm. kind of stuff. Right. Now. We turn off a path and we're through a field and a like terraced. And so half of the platoon was up on the high terrace and half was on the low terrace. Now, you know, all you just hear and again, like I think this is the second, this is the second firefight of this patrol. And like I went running up to Jimmy and like everybody, nobody's returning fire or anything. Everybody is just like face down in the dirt because like they were like, it's like point Blake and they just opened right up there. and they're just like in the dirt. <clears throat> and I ran up to Jimmy and like, you know, I'm the only idiot who's like standing up or and running and like on a knee. And I, like, I took a knee right next to him and I'm like, sir. And I'm shaking him. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on, man? And he's like, he just turned his, he's like this. He turns his head to the side and he's they're shooting at us. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was like, yeah, roger that, sir. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for being so insightful. Uh, you know, and I, I grabbed my squad and like, I grabbed and Heaton and Air and uh, uh, TJ and I'm like, let's go. So I'm flanking. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. We're going to infantry the fuck out of some shit today. And, uh, and we had to run in and I jumped onto the trail. No sooner had I launched and landed on the trail. And I was like, 
And I stopped and like everybody else stopped with me. And we like, and I like looked to my left and right. And I'm like, this is a bad idea. Let's not do this. Um, let's, let's not, if we're going to flank, I don't, I don't mind flanking, but let's not do it on this trail. And we would come back to that trail, um, days later. And yep, there was the rock formation, which I hadn't seen at the time. And there was just multiple IEDs all down it. <clears throat> so we got really lucky. Um, we jumped like no fear, no nothing, ready to go. And like, when we got back to the cop later on, Alex was like, dude, it was awesome. What were you doing? But it was awesome. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. He's doing infantry he's like, shit. <laughs> yeah, he was like, we got really lucky. And I was like, yeah, let's not do that again. Uh, and that was a lesson we had to learn as a company. I mean, everybody hard. wanted to do that early on. It's like, we're going to we're gonna find Bix flank and fuck up the enemy. And yeah. we're like, and we did it. We, did, we made the same mistake on our first firefight, except it was just, I almost drowned instead of almost getting blown up. Yeah. But like, very, you, very hard lessons, man. You just can't. Mm-hmm employ traditional infantry tactics mm-hmm. of android it's not Absolutely. possible yeah. yeah and uh yeah the platoon picks up and they i went back and i was like oh fuck it man it's a lost cause um, yeah platoon picks up and okay well let's go look for these fuckers and they went and um we like took a quick tactical pause uh to kind of figure out what uh, what the next move was going to be and eddie and dino uh who Chris Chris doesn't normally like do the the clearing. I remember um, it's usually Manny Mora with uh, is usually Mora with uh, with um, Morales and then Eric and Heaton. Um, those were usually our two main clearing teams, but for whatever reason, Chris had it. And I, we were using the Mine Hound, so again, like you had the Goldie, which just kind of searched for a copper wire. Yeah. The Chia and the Valen were like traditional metal detectors. Just I right. think the the Chia is Italian. Chia was uh, the carbon rod one. Okay, and then the um, the the mine hounds. I use GPR, so ground penetrating radar, and a metal detector could be used in conjunction with each other or one or the other, whatever. However, you wanted to dial it in. No. Uh, Chris had it, and he's sweeping out. Boom. I'm like, oh, they're playing my song. And I went running forward. Um, and like Eddie Adams was coming out of the smoke. <clears throat> he's coming out of the smoke and he's like, he doesn't want to touch his face, but he wants to touch his face. And like, he's just bleeding uh, from the face. And like, you know, his, his eye pro, luckily, he's, luckily we weren't idiots. Uh, so he's wearing his eye pro, which saved him. But like, you know, it, um, clearly you could see his face was fucked up. Um, and like, he's coming walking out and all he was saying was like, Dino, Dino, like not yelling for him, but like if he couldn't see at the time for whoever was coming forward, like go check on Dino, go check on Dino. And like, I was like, okay. And so I ran past him, um, like into the smoke and then there's a, there's the fucking crater. Nah. You know, Dino was in there and he's kind of like, he was on his back, clearly not aware of anything that was happening or anything like that. Is just an odd, his body was in instinctual survival mode. And um, like he, he was just trying to crawl. It looked like he was swimming 
like a turtle swimming, like or a turtle trying to flip yeah. itself back. Like, you know, his body armor mm-hmm. was there and his arms were moving, but his legs weren't. Well, one was missing and then the other one was just extremely fucked up. Um, and like his helmet, when it blew up, his helmet, it went, it went back and the chin strap just came and smashed his face. And like his nose was like flat against his face. And his chin strap had just destroyed his face. And, um, like, you know, he was obviously, you know, not coherent. No, Mm -hmm. you know, but he was wearing his combat diaper. And, like, it blew out a little bit. And, like, you could see the yellow fiber in the Kevlar. But, like, his cock and balls were there. And, you know, like his asshole was there All, everything was in the right place like it blown out a little bit but just enough to like expose the kevlar in there right. and so mm-hmm. you know it's at that moment like we had bitched incessantly about this stupid combat diaper this kevlar <laughs> yeah. diaper yeah. <laughs> who knew yeah. it actually worked man i don't know yeah uh, yeah but it actually worked and like from that point forward like i never really had any problem with it i never i, I honestly never had any problem with it when you I had to break them in. Yeah. When they were brand new, like, they were fucking yeah. awful. Once, you got Once it was broken in, in, I honestly couldn't even yeah. tell I was wearing it. And Same. like it yeah. helped save like the seat of your pants as you were like crawling over walls and stuff like that. So. <laughs> oh, I didn't help mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, but Dino was, was down there and like his body was just an automatic survival. And I was yelling, medic, and uh I turned around to see Doc Doan was there. I'm like, I had some serious hesitations about like Doc Doan because I knew Alex Burner and I knew Alex Burner would like go to the end of the earth for, for this platoon. Um, you know, I didn't know Doan and I had never seen him before. And he's just some big, goofy, corny dude, like clearly older than, than most of the dudes. I mean, I was 30. 33 or 34 at the time uh, i age very well uh, <laughs> let's say uh, i'm 34 right now <laughs> no, no, i would no. not have wanted to be in pantry <laughs> no, at 34 <laughs> I was, yeah no i'm 40 something right now 43 43 uh, whatever um you know i had i had hesitations about him because like he just didn't look like it but he had just lit a cigarette he was already on the side of of dino and like had the cigarette just like hanging out of his lip and like cool as the day, man, cool as the breeze tourniquet on, on Dino, like working on Dino. And like, there was nothing for me to do. So mm. let's start working on this extraction. Good. Like yeah. the nine line goes, I almost cut somebody's finger off. I don't know whose it was, but Dino carried this big, stupid, like, I remember that see. thing. Yeah. Like the stupid big knife. On yes. It was and it was ridiculous. like on his chest or something. And like, yeah. you look ridiculous, but like a giant Rambo knife. We all um, told him it looked ridiculous too. It wasn't yeah. just you. And like, yeah. how the fuck are we gonna get this dude out of here? Not we, but we can't side, go forward because but... I don't know. Yeah. We don't know what's forward. Like behind us is the the village proper, and like you could see mm. the rock formation, and that's that's kind of the start of how we figured out third platoon figured out like the rock formation thing when. Mm-hmm. We trying to figure out if you're on the good side or the bad side. Um, mm-hmm. And like, we're on a creek right here, but on the other side is, is, uh, is a field. 
but like we had to chop down this wall so we're like out there breaking the wall uh, to add his knife and i'm like chopping away <laughs> at it and somebody put their finger there their hand there to grab a rock at the same time as i was chopping Oof. and they i think it was de leon but you know it was the hard knuckle gloves and like oh, eyes oh, went okay. and went like whoosh, and like and went and like it's like stuck in the hard plastic and we like look at each other and like look at his hand and we're like holy shit now i got two people one, there. Yeah. Yeah. now so is, now, is this how you cut your your finger off in yeah, 2017 no, yeah. Is like... yeah i cut my own finger. <laughs> yeah. now, um, you know i'm like oh fuck dude and like luckily he was wearing the hard shell and like nothing nothing but we like looked at each other and we laugh about it later on those hard shell knuckle gloves were all the rage. I had a pair. Yeah. I loved them. Yeah. No, I had I thought... the the soft assault gloves, the green ones. They were the best gloves that I've ever ever worn. Um, yeah. It's just it's one of those I... weird things about combat. Like if you think about it, it's like I don't want to wear fucking gloves in combat. That sounds stupid. But like not wearing gloves in combat was stupid. Oh, you're so, dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're real yeah. dumb. Like your hands would come back gloves. raw. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. oh man, it was such gloves a pain in the ass. Bro, it was so hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like um, man. To never well, have to touch a hot surface. I don't wear or... gloves now. Like I, I, if I'm putting on gloves, it's fucking cold outside. Yeah. I, I, but I mean, I'm glad I wore them when we were there. But I, uh, I've gotten to the point now I can't really stand to wear them just because I'll, I think also about wear gloves being out in the woods. Fifteen degrees and wearing gloves just because Dude. like poison ivy, like moving mm-hmm. shit, like whatever. For, for the same reason, it's environment. Yeah. It's not even like fire protection i didn't give a shit about that i knew those weren't going to save my hands if i got caught on fire but it's nah, like i don't want to touch like this hot freaking surface i don't want to get cut by whatever literal feces are in this dirt wall mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i don't know or you're shooting their your weapon you know your weapon gets so hot oh you my gosh yeah. that's a great point too yeah and you yeah. don't have to worry about if you accidentally you the... grab the barrel or something because you got a freaking close mm-hmm. on yeah so those uh... are gloves our gloves tangent we we got them. We did get them out of act out pretty, pretty quick and and easy. Um, but you know, like part of the good thing was, you know, while he was missing one leg, the other one was like split open, all the way down, and like I mean, it that's, was that's fucking. The thing dirty. about Dino, man, it's like the nature of his wounds were severe. Yeah, like that could have been yeah okay we could have yeah. lost him very easily yeah. any other kind yeah. of like trail or something i he probably would have bled out pretty fast i think but because yeah. of the trail that we were on it like had all this dirt inside and it kind of packed his wound and he didn't bleed yeah i, I don't even remember his his left leg bleeding at all and it was split mm-hmm. open i mean i could see it it was split the fuck open it was mm. it was not awesome to see no we no, observe it, the same thing with a couple of our amputees as well. It's like yeah. that that blast trauma, it gives you a little bit of extra time to get that tourniquet on because the body just like reacts. Oh, yeah. It goes it's, into automatic shock. It, the arteries yeah. kind of retract. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. You, and then you like you the, said, the, that dirt and the combination like with the body retracting and then the dirt just kind of like gets sucked up in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not something pretty to look at, but I mean, I treated two amputations and I don't remember hardly any blood at all yeah yeah hmm. luckily like, it's true nothing more than if i were to like literally cut my finger in the kitchen yeah you know, hmm. um, you know we might have acted and we got him out and uh i think somebody somewhere decided that it was probably not a good idea to continue um 
to continue this patrol. And, uh, we made our way back to the back to the trucks, uh, back to the VDO, the vehicle disc uh, drop off, and got in and returned to to Spurlingar. Um, you know, the platoon was very fragile. Uh, and I this think wasn't you guys long have... after Luxmore. No, not very long at all. And yeah, I think you guys have talked weeks, about right? it before. It was something like every six days, you know, somebody yeah. was was getting mm -hmm. hurt, and like you know, you're kind of just like looking around, like whose day is it today? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and Dino was again. Like, I think he had been in every platoon. Um, he had. He knew mm -hmm. fucking everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> knew everyone. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just like that first. prototypical New Yorker, and like, yeah. Um, so his 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 had a big impact also, and like, third yeah. platoon was extremely fragile. Um, you know, because now at this point, like, you know, you lost BJ, J, Dino, mm -hmm. um, you know, Alex Heaton took like Brazos especially hard because he was with them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like we it was were... a rough stretch. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it, it's weird because we had it. It was pretty steady after that, you know, throughout the rest of the deployment. But that stretch from like the end of May to like the middle of July. I mean, Brutal. I don't even think about that as the worst part of the deployment because that wasn't when my worst day was. But like when I go back and I think about it. Like you're mm -hmm. right. It's like literally every three to six days. Yeah. You know, it's it's Brazos, engineers, you know, uh Luxmore, Jay, Dino, um, they're Frost, Wallach. Frost. Uh, yeah. all these guys. I mean, yeah. I, I forget sometimes yeah. about the guys that got hit because they were hit so by many in yeah. that mm -hmm. period. Yeah. I used to tell we we could fill our own Paralympic team, uh like yeah. with the the amount of people that that we had um lose lose and then i you know then coming coming back to stewart and like there's all the the great debate about was he above the knee or below the knee amputation or like i'm like mm -hmm. he's, and he's arguing with dennison which is worse missing a leg him and dennison would argue all the time because yeah. dennison was a double he's yeah. like well double's worse he's like yeah, yeah but you're double below the knee it's yeah, way no, better yeah. he's like what are you talking about i don't have any legs <laughs> fuck you yeah. like this is you guys know this is like the most asinine argument like anybody's ever had. Like, I love it. And the shit. drunker they got, it, yeah. it, like it went from like being like kind of serious to being like very serious. Like they were hammered yeah. and like like because you don't know, like, man. You fuck don't you, know. man. I'll no. I'm gonna go get some drinks. We're gonna drink it out of my leg. <laughs> yeah, because I think like what Todd was like. Right, Todd was in and out the hot. Like they just put a band aid on him and he was good to go. Right. Yeah, that dude ran yeah. the Army 10-miler. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was hit November, no, October 4th. He ran the Army 10-miler, which is in, like, November. Yeah. We just had it. I was like, what the fuck, man? Um, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah. It's People funny. are weird, man. Combat That's brings the out the weirdness in you, man. It, it really does. <laughs> just because, you know, like, one of Dino's legs has, like, a... I had a blast in, in Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw uh, I saw Dino. I I went to I flew out to California to party mm -hmm. with Tom and and Chris and um, and Sean McCaffrey. 
Uh, I was sitting on my my couch one day, like drunk as fuck, and they like Facetime me. They like, man, I wish you could be here, and I was like, I was drunk already. I was like, give me six hours. <laughs> <laughs> ticket bought. I'll be there. And they're like, there's no way. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, here's my ticket. I'll be there. They came and picked mm. me up. I can't believe you're here. Like, yeah, I told you I'd be here, man. <laughs> we just we drank for three days or whatever it was, and like mm. it was awesome to to be with those three, like. You know, one of them, I, I was pretty sure I didn't, I wasn't, didn't even know if he was going to live. Yeah. And the worst day of my life was the last time I saw him. No, uh, mm. you know, so it was, it was good, man. Yeah. Mm. The, uh, the, those bonds are pretty, it's, I don't know, it's kind of interesting how it's, it's been 10 years since we were there. And if I, you know, it happens every time. Like Dave Salvador is coming next week, mm-hmm. and like I know, and as soon as he gets here, it's gonna be like I, I saw him yesterday at freaking Fort Stewart. Yeah, you know, it's just incredible how, and I'm sure that there's other groups that have these type bonds as too. It's not just combat, but it does seem particular to combat. It's like you see that person, and I could be a lawyer, and you could be working at a fast food restaurant. The other guy could be a freaking professional basketball player now, but. It, that moment it's like we're both all e- we're all e4s and yeah. freaking spare one guard all over yeah back up back up fort stewart so like as as all this stuff was kind of going on you know you had you know dino uh jay Pennick, lily luxmore all that's kind of going you know and you're you're still relatively new to the to spare one guard you're not obviously not new to war but you have this background of experience you know multiple tours of afghanistan iraq like an extremely seasoned nco what was kind of going through your mind as you were a seeing how it was affecting your guys and B just like your personal perception of like what was going on? Man, I couldn't believe just how furious it was. I like <clears throat> it wasn't that is not typical. Um, even even like out in uh, in RC East, um, might you know obviously you have the exceptions and like this felt more like the exception versus the rule now like it was every day almost every day like you went out so i i remember when i went to go um get tom and mccaffrey and emeralis and pyfro it's like bro this ain't no fucking joke man like this is like every day like and i kind of felt bad you know because they were asking me um to come over and I didn't want to feel like I was responsible for either their death or, you know, some kind of catastrophic injury. Um, and then <clears throat> like the spirit of third platoon, like we were, we were the misfits, man. Like you could, you could go anywhere and you'd see the fucking skull and like the skull and misfit was spray painted everywhere. Stuart, or or on Spurwingar, like for every cop in the freaking yeah. horn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's painted everywhere. Now, you know now Dino, the one who does it all, is gone. Um, like uh, the platoon was, uh, I like I just like the spirit was not there, and I I couldn't believe it, and I was just trying to. You know, it wasn't the same third that I knew. And there was a lot of people because, you know, now we were already short to begin with. And I'm by short, I mean like extremely short. Extremely short, yeah. Um, to begin with. And now I have two squads of, now there's two squads, not me because, so, you know, it's Lance Armstrong or Lance Anderson's uh, platoon. Uh, but third platoon has like all these new faces to include 
you know, Anderson, mm-hmm. um, you know, all these squad leaders, all these people. And I'm like, you know, it kind of seemed unfamiliar, but most of, of what I knew was there. And, um, you know, I was, it was heartbreaking to see, um, you know, how, just how sad or not sad, but, you know, just how kind of like hesitant they were to want to go out the wire unlike do it. And it was more like, I felt more like, okay, we've seen combat. I've had my fill. Like, let's, let's go. Let's go yeah. home. Let me, let me pack my toys up and go home. Right. Um, versus like, you know, there's still a job to do. We still have things to do. Yeah. Um, we still have to look out for one another. No. It, it didn't it wasn't like anything i had seen before um and again like i'd seen like platoons of like fab apache uh fab apache and like automea um you know if you don't know like the names of like automea or sour city and baghdad like those are two of the deadliest places on the on the face of the earth um and i still hadn't seen it um like I did on Spurwing Garden, and it wasn't just exclusive to. I didn't feel like it was just exclusive to to Third Platoon. No, it definitely um, wasn't. I felt like First was First was in the <clears throat> the Hurt Locker. Um, you know, the only ones who I I didn't feel like were hurting as bad was like the Tankers, um, who were fucking awesome. Like, yeah, they you were. know, I like talk shit about people all you want to, but like, you know, I, I, you know, I've never. I'm mean, just never like, oh, this dude's not a grunt or whatever. Like, you obviously haven't fought enough. Like, I fought with a a mechanic who who won the Silver Star. Um, mm-hmm. Like, the MOS does, is immaterial. Um, it's about that that dude in that fight. Um, and you know those tankers were awesome. They're they're fucking. What are they like a 16 man platoon? Not even like mm-hmm. 12. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like out here expected to to try to help us out. Um, but uh, they were the only ones I felt like weren't feeling those those effects. But they also like I just I wasn't I wasn't wholly aware of what they were doing or what they were going through either. So I'm not sure if that answers the, the question. No, it, 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 it does. And I think you brought up a really good point about the size. Um, and we've talked about it before how undermanned we were. Yeah. Um, and. I haven't understood until this the process of the podcast to how relevant our our Manning situation was to how difficult the deployment was for us uh, for t- two reasons. One, as far as I can tell, we're the only unit in Panjway, Spurwangar, in its entire history that we did squad level missions. You know, because like, usually we went out with like a squad plus, you know, squad plus the normal battalion, like the more normal company, like medic, RTO, platoon sergeant, platoon leader. Every other company I've talked to that's been in the horn, they always went out like strong, 40 dudes every time. And, you know, that means they went out more, but they had so many people. So when they took a hit, not disparaging if they took a hit, but like one out of 40 is a much lower percentage than one out of 15. Yeah. And so when you lose one guy and your, your entire patrol element is 15 guys every day, okay, now you have 14 guys. So now, not only did you just see your, your your buddy get fucked up, but now his weight is now distributed amongst everybody because, like, we have to take the same amount of stuff yeah, out. Yeah, so if you weren't a clearing guy yesterday, yeah. now you're a clearing guy. 
or now you're carrying uh, a Thor or now you're carrying this or now you're carrying that. Yeah. Um, I, I seem to remember at one point, like, and it was before, like, that last push of replacements came in, like Jason Swindle, Greg mm-hmm. Hedricks and stuff, before they came in. We had, the platoons had four vehicles, right? Four four trucks each, just about? I think so. Four, four or five. Yeah. I seem to yeah, remember that. Right. I could put, I, we could, we could put our four trucks, Gunner TC, load everybody up, Terp, uh, FO, RTO, um, medic, dog handler, and dog, and still have empty seats. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That just, it's Is seems, that crazy? Yeah, that just seems like, and that was the platoon, like the entire platoon. And we would mm-hmm. get out and dismount, and I'm dismounting with like eight, eight guys, nine, yeah. ten guys. Nine. Mm-hmm. It's mind blowing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I, I, again, coming from the perspective, this was my first and like my first infantry deployment and my only infantry deployment. So I had convinced myself that hey, this is normal. This is, this is what combat's like. You know, we always do it as a squad <clears throat> and thank God we had kitchen, you know, who's like, he had this, you know, he's from Ranger regiment. He's used to doing squad level ops. So it was natural for him to take less and do more. Um, but like talking to the other units that have served in Panjway and at Spurwangar, and I'm like, you took I mean, how many people on just, a patrol? That's not just wow. Panjway, man. Like, um, I, I was pretty sure there there was an order across Afghanistan that that was like, and it was affecting us in 2008, like mm-hmm. where um, like the minimal that could go outside the wire was like 22 guys or something like that. Yeah, that was the minimum mm-hmm. that could go out. And like by then, you might as well just take the whole fucking platoon. Right. And for mm. like for us, that was the that was a whole platoon. Do you know, I, mean, is, I don't think we ever had twenty two people. No, yeah, that's what I'm, like, yeah. That is a, I mean, I think when when first platoon like when I think we deployed from the in the day one, I think we had twenty seven dudes. Yeah. Probably. I think was the number in total. And that was after getting all the guys from mm-hmm. the other units. And that and was yeah, that was after yeah. getting plussed up from the dudes from two seven and stuff. So yeah, twenty seven guys and then a squad of those went to the district, district center. center. So we had two squads. Yeah. Plus a PL and platoon sergeant, RTO, and medic. So we had four people that were more or less on every patrol. Right. So yeah. And every platoon was like that. So like same for third, you know, same situation. Yeah. And I, That's I crazy. tried to go on, on every patrol. And I, you know, I, I led, um, you know, in the vehicles, because I had already been all over the AO. Like I knew the AO frontwards and backwards. So it didn't, I didn't really need a, a map too much. I just needed to know where we were going. And I, like, I, mm-hmm. I knew where, how to get there. No, like I led them all. And it, it was, uh, you know, it was after I hit, so I hit those two IEDs um, out in um, Najat. And then I hit an anti, a legit Russian anti-tank mine. Um, on that. South Brown, that low mm. ordered. Oh but, yeah, yeah. But it caught my truck on fire. Um, so we drove it down to wasn't there was like an A and A compound at the mm-hmm. end of uh, mm-hmm. Brown South, right? Yeah, I mean, and I, mm-hmm. the jump out once we got there, and then like throw dirt on it and shit to like put it out. So that's how <laughs> I kind of like put mm-hmm. that fire out. But it was a, a legit anti tank mine, a Russian anti tank mine, and it low ordered. Um, mm. and they were able to go pull the prints and everything off of that. 
Um, That's insane. Um, so we could go hunt that dude down, and we would, we went to go hunt him down. Insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was um, because I I kept blowing up trucks. They were like, uh, they were like, look, you're not gonna be in the front no way. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the uh, like the other squad leaders, because I was the only one who wasn't like in that squad leader room. I seem to remember like Garver Adams and um, Maddox all slept together, mm, gotcha. and I think they were like it was reason something like an NCO room or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. It was before I think at the time Maddox was like a team leader, um, but whatever the case was, like I was with Heaton, um, and like um, you know they, they were like you're not going to be in the front anymore. Um, like you can pick up the rear truck. And, you know, I was actually the last truck. I was actually in the rear truck that got uh, hit with the RPG when, when Jason got killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, and that day you guys were out there to help us recover the dozer, right? Because we would be out there all day. and <clears throat> Yeah, because we, we, we were on QRF. Mm-hmm. Third was on QRF. And your guys' like, patrol was to, to do that clearing of... They were like to knock down the berm and those trees, right? Because right. the the, the mm-hmm. wood line that kept shooting at the ALP. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Nah. You know, we heard earlier that um, the bulldozer got got hit with the tree-borne IED. And I was like, well, that's that's a strange tactic. But that, that didn't, I mean, hey, this war is changing all the time. So why not a tree-borne IED? It's not unbelievable. <clears throat> yeah, you know? I mean, yeah. why not have an IED in the trees, like pointed down at a gunner? Yeah. Like gunner, you just pop the gunner. Like yeah. makes sense to me. Yeah. Um turns out it was an RPG, but we didn't know that at the time. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't know that at the time. Nah, or ball, right? The mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the dude who's driving the dozer, he he got a little he got his bell ring, so but hard. decided he could keep pushing. Right? Yeah. I, uh, I actually I think know. he got swapped out. I think uh McGuigan uh swapped out with him. But they needed okay. another dozer because it fucked the dozer up. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I, I'm not actually sure how or why third got called up. Um, but whatever the case was, we, we kind of just went out to, we're on brown, like kind of pulling security with you guys, right? Yeah. And that, it seems yeah. like we were out there for a while. No. If like, I remember well, correctly, and this may... Um, it, correct me if i'm wrong but i think they were in the process of recovering one dozer with the other dozer so that they could then get the second dozer back up and running and finish finish the mission and you guys were out there to pick up the busted dozer and drive it to zang bring it back in or bring it back into spurwangar one of those things if i remember correctly um it's kind of hazy hazy to me yeah i i honestly i couldn't tell you i i just remember we were on third uh, we were on third we were on QRF and we got called up and uh, so uh yeah we were out there and like it's me um Hunter Blackman is driving for me um in the dismount seat behind me was Jason Swindle and the dismount seat behind uh Hunter was Sean McCaffrey and then gunning for me was Jason Hedrick um and Hedrick uh, and Swindle were very new. At yeah, this Hedrick point, like and maybe a week. Yeah, Hedrick and Swindle were new. I think it was longer than a week because was I had it? taken okay. like 
I'd taken Jason down into big reggae, into little oh, okay. reggae, okay. Um, mm-hmm. into different, you know, day and night patrols. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, it was longer than a week. I, I really can't remember. And they um, came over with Denison, right? At the same time? Oh, they all yeah. Showed up you at the know, same they might have. They might. So have. then that would have been like early September. So they'd been there about three weeks, three or yeah, four weeks. Probably. Yeah. That, seemed, that might be right. And, um, you know, we were just kind of shooting the shit and I was the last, the last vehicle. And so like Greg is pointed to the rear, he's got rear security and like, um, you know, and, and it was an open turret. So, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, it was there and like, we're just kind of shooting the shit. And I was like, you know, looking out the window, um, you know, and I don't think we probably weren't being the most vigilant uh people ever because like fuck dude there was like was 17 trucks out there, out there. yeah uh mm-hmm. there's like yeah, heavy two, weapons. Full, two full platoons of trucks yeah there was heavy weapons all over the place you guys were dismounted too right some of us yeah. i was yeah. in the, i was in the Just truck right one, in front of you i was the yeah. last first platoon truck in front of you and i think because <laughs> we were kind of like in parallel yeah it's like yeah. we were intermingled our, our formation yeah because i was the last truck but i was the yeah. last truck in the formation but the rest of the platoon was way forward yeah no I, I I seem to remember that first platoon has was dismounted out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a squad dismounted. Yeah, and we're just kind of like shooting the shit in the truck, just like you do every time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Nah. It, um, you know, and the next thing you know, like the lights went out. <laughs> Boom! I didn't hear it. I didn't feel it or any. I just I was asleep. <laughs> just lights out. Yeah, I was slumped over in my seat. And, um, you know, and I, <clears throat> I'm not sure how long I was, oh, oh, I was out for what I woke up and like, man, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't anything. <laughs> right. I mm-hmm. could not function. Like my head was being fucking crushed. Uh, I just couldn't, I couldn't, um, uh, and like, um, I can't remember if somebody was talking or not. I like, I just couldn't focus. I couldn't make out what the hell was even happening. <clears throat> uh, and then Hedrick, you know, he kind of, he reached back behind him. So he grabbed my shoulder and he shook it. And he's like, Sergeant, I think my leg is missing. And that like fucking snapped me out of it. Just like that. And like, the fog in my brain dissipated and like boom like there was clarity and like i still couldn't see everything because it you know the, the cabin was filled with smoke and it was just acrid and like pungent and like burning my nose it's like fucking thick dude like thick mm. and then it had turned um you know kind of brown um from the blood that evaporated and all i could taste was blood uh, but I couldn't like I was spitting I was like spitting but I there was no blood I could just taste it and I was like well this is fucking weird but I looked around and um uh, you know the first person I saw was Sean um he was in the dismount seat behind the driver behind Hunter Blackman so Sean was like holding his neck because the RPG had came well I said what the fuck happened and Hunter said, I think we had an IED. And I said, bullshit, dude, we've been here. Like, I'm, that was a recoilless rifle. 
because mm. at the time like a recoilless rifle was the only thing i knew that could punch through um mm. i felt pretty confident like the door the the vehicle could handle an rpg like the and i had faith in the rpg Same. cage yeah um boy that was stupid but <clears throat> um like at the time the rp uh, i'm sorry the recoilless was the only thing i could think of that like could actually get through and so um i said fuck dude that was a recoilless man and i looked around uh saw sean like he's like holding and like blood's coming out uh, so clearly he wasn't doing bad like he was in he was in shock but he's like holding like trying to keep yeah. himself alive um and i could look at greg who was immediately behind me and he was sitting down and i was like why the fuck is he sitting down he's supposed to be my gun he's supposed to be like up pulling security and like his leg was he was sitting down on his butt and like his leg was canted in a way like clearly it was no longer part of his body or if it right. was like it was one of the nastiest breaks ever um so i knew something was wrong with him and then hunter had shrapnel on his neck um but he was like <clears throat> he was fine you know he had some trickles of blood and shit and um but he's like scrambling he was trying to grab the cls bag in the console in the center console if you remember where all the big radios and shit were yeah um and he was like he was trying to get out of the door uh, so he could start rendering aid and then i kind of just looked back <clears throat> and i saw jason and like you know he's, he was clearly dead um it punctured through the door and blew up right in his face so it blew up right in his face and uh like two feet behind my head uh, and i think the way my helmet was it kind of just deflected because it was curved just deflected everything yeah uh, oh but there was no no coming back from that no you know i got on the radio i was on my platoon internal net and i said hey <clears throat> you know i keyed it up and i was like hey this is three four I'm hit. I'm going back to Sproengar. I need some. I'm in trouble. Um, and I didn't give anybody a chance to um, to respond. I didn't give any more explanation than that because I knew that they would be listening on company net. Um, so I toggled the, the box. I toggled the box. I put on company and I said, hey, this is 3-4. I'm hit. We're bad. Um, I have one KIA code name swindle and I have three wounded. I need some fucking help. Get the medics ready. I'm coming in hot. Um, and I told Hunter, like, get back in the fucking truck, turn this thing around and let's go. Um, Neen got in and he just started whipping that bit. He started whipping a bitch in that thing. And, um, you know, the thing about it was like, uh, you know, we were in the, in the Matt V. The Matt V's, the door's probably, what, two, three, four hundred pounds. He's um, like, yeah. It was blown open. It wouldn't close. Um, so Jason's body was, like, in danger of falling out. Uh, clearly, I, I couldn't have that, and I wasn't going to allow that. So I had to, like, hold on the, 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 the cloth handle, right? That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was holding it mm. because it wasn't, like, a hard handle. It was, like, the cloth handle. I was holding it. Mm -hmm. And like, as the door would rip out of my hand, I would have to tell Hunter to slam on the brakes and we'd have to slam on the brakes so that the door could come flying back. 
and I could grab the handle again. We had to do that the whole way back to the cop, from the ALP checkpoint to the, uh, all the way to the cop. And like, you know, the old Afghan dude at the gate, he didn't want to open the gate. Like he's taking his sweet ass fucking time. And like Hunter is like pounding on the, on the horn. I'm like, you know, I'm surprised he didn't punch through the fucking truck. And, um, mm. you know, the dude finally figured out what the fuck was going on. And, you know, he moved the, moved the spikes and, or the C wire. And, um, you know, we came flying around the LZ, um, into the aid station and again you know like i said before i i knew it was bad like i'd seen tons of people get killed by this point um that was probably the worst worst kill i've ever seen um and i knew it was bad like <clears throat> you know we were coming in and like sliding slamming on the brakes when we were fast and furious and uh somebody you know a combat vet i respected i, I really can't remember um who it was but it was somebody that i respected or and, and had a good relationship with i knew it was bad when he came flying around the corner and like the door ripped out of my hand but we were i was good to let it go anyways and it ripped out of my hand and like jason's body was slumped over and like he saw it and i saw this happening and like he saw it and like his knees went weak and he buckled and um i like opened the door and I, I couldn't constant I couldn't do anything. Like at this point I was completely tapped out. Uh, I opened the door and I just fucking fell out, man. Fell out from the, the top of the <laughs> top of the mat, the Matt V. Um, it's, it's quite a tumble. Mm. You know, and they're like um you know, they're trying to come to me too and I'm like, no, just please get them. Um <clears throat> you know, like we like the that aid station. Like not world class by any means, but like the, the people in there, the PA, like, were it not for that PA, like, there would have been three dead people. Um, they they treated, um, they treated and stabilized Hedrick. Um, so he was good. You know, he's an amputee. It turns out he was, he was a double amputee, essentially. So it, it was a RPG-7, uh, SA-7, right? Uh, like, the tungsten steel penetrator came and punched right through the door and took off his leg and kept traveling and took off his hand and so his like thumb was seared to the to the rod um like and we recovered the rod in whole like it was like the rod um hmm. and but he was he was fine you know uh not fine but he was stable and sean poor sean man he, you know he's this is a little white kid from, uh, he lived in Atlanta, but he's from, from South Africa. Um, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's from South Africa and he came to the States when he was like 12 or something like that. Um, you know, he was just the awesome kid, man. He was, he was, he was bad. And we lit a cigarette for, for Max and like, uh, Hedrick was, was out of it. Like he was, we had a lolly, fentanyl lollipop, like, take to him. He was, he was out. And, uh, you know, we, <clears throat> we got, it took three birds to get, to get everyone out. Um, hmm. And they were trying to put me on a bird as a precaution or whatever it was. And I, I told him no. I was, I was scared, not for me. Um, 
I was scared that third would just like completely shut down. And so hmm. I, I told them, no, I needed to stay. Um, you know, and I wish I, you know, I mean, I have mixed feelings about it a little bit. And that, like, I wasn't able to take care of myself. Uh, but again, uh, I felt more attached to them and to make sure that they were going to be okay. Um, we put Jason in a body bag. Uh, and then they landed a hero bird for him. I think me and Anderson, uh, somebody else, I can't remember who the other two were. We carried him out to the bird, put him on the on the bird, saluted the hero bird. And, um, third had to go back out, minus yeah. minus the five of us and, and my truck. Um, they were right back out. And that was something we everybody would have to deal with later on. Um, yeah. You know. Well, I, uh, I mean, we really appreciate you telling that story because we've not had the chance to to talk about Swindle's story a lot because, you know, none of the folks we've talked to have been there. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think um, there's a few things that stand out to me about that particular day. One, it's just how long we were out there. Yeah. So it was just kind of asking for it. Yeah. Sadly, I, I didn't realize you that. Know? But, yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, how quick you guys were. So, like, I'm, I'm sure in your mind's eye, it was probably a long time from when you got knocked out to when you guys turned that thing around. I mean, Curtis backed me up here, but I'd say maybe 30 seconds. If even that. If even that. Yeah. That's remember hearing an explosion. I was driving. I was, <clears throat> I was the truck in front of Curtis and I looked in the, in the mirror on the TC side and I, it was, I could see the dust from the explosion and it wasn't that long. You guys were turning around and heading back. And I remember the radio call, um, and the thing that sticks out to me the most naturally is we went, it was a couple hours later, we were back at the base and I just, I was out there next to the truck was still parked there and the, the commander came out and I guess he had to take, he had to get some pictures for the investigation or whatever would have happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, the only dudes out there were dudes from third and you know, a couple of guys from third out there smoking cigarettes and, and he said, I need somebody to get pictures of where the RPG hit the, the truck. And I said, oh, yeah, I got it, sir. You know, I'll take care of it. Cause I didn't, I am those that I didn't know swindle very well. So I had some distance, you know? Yeah. And so I, I appreciate you coming on here and like telling the story in full because it's, it's a story that needs to get the attention, the detail. And I, I mean, I couldn't imagine being there, man. It was, it was brutal. And do you know, like the thing was, is like, uh, you know, Hedrick and Swindle, they weren't like new to Fort Stewart or something. I'm pretty sure Swindle, Jason came from Beco. Like he was a, mm-hmm. he was a squad leader in Beco. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Greg was, um, he was in battalion orders. He was a Chuck. He was in battalion orders. They weren't like new to 164 or anything like that. They were on Kandahar. And like Mm. the company, uh, the way I I think it happened was like the company's like, we need some help. Like, I need need some bodies. And they volunteered 
um, yeah. to come over. And like, I had been, they put me to be the last truck, you know, to like, to stop getting things blown up. And, you know, I, I was the last truck and I still fucked it up. Um, Greg was, Greg Hedrick was incredibly salty. Like, he was really salty about it. Um, he was not, <clears throat> not a, a happy wounded warrior. Um, mm. You know, but I, I'm not sure, you know, what he expected. I feel like everyone knew what the score was at Spurwingar. Um, like mm. He volunteered, like, knowing what would happen, but. I mean, I I wish, <clears throat> you know, I, I watched Eric and Todd and Russell and Dino and all these guys go through their process of recovery, getting blown up, and to handle it with such grace. Yeah. Um, and to, to live their lives and have kids and wives and to, to take this horrible situation and just have this really fulfilling life. I don't think I would have had it in me. I think, I think if it had happened to me, I would have been more along the lines of of Greg and (laughs) just, I mean, to be completely honest, I I don't think I could have handled it with that much grace. I, I, I would have 100%. been a bitter, bitter old man and probably would have, I mean, eaten a shotgun by now. I, I, yeah. I, I have so much respect for those guys that took this horrific thing and they're living their lives. So yeah. much respect for them. Mm. I do, man. Um, you know, I do. I just, you know, the examples were those guys, you know, and like, he just i I mean it was like vitriol dude like it was just he was so salty about it and it was just like an immediate turnoff and i i wanted to be there you know for him um but it i I mean i and like his his wife um you know she was she was better about it and stuff like that but he was so incredibly I mean, it was like hate, brother. It was like hate, man. Not, you know, it's not. It was really hard. And like, uh, it just didn't sit well with me at yeah. the time. And I haven't talked to him in many, 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 many moons. Um, you know, since we 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 went home. Um, and that, I'm sure that makes me a bad, terrible person, but um, not by any not by any accounts. There's plenty, plenty that I haven't that I had close bonds with that I haven't spoken with either. So I couldn't, I couldn't hold that against anybody personally. Yeah. And then, you know, like a year later, um, me and Dino, uh, there was a group of us, man. We went to Arkansas, uh, and we hung out with Chelsea, Chelsea Swindle, his wife. Um, you know, for a few days we went to little rock to see his brothers, dude, Mm -hmm. like his brothers are incredible, bro. They're like all three of them are ex-vets like wounded warriors all purple heart recipients and shit and like um hmm. they have a band called the swindle boys and we saw oh them gosh. play dude they were fuck they were amazing it was it was it was badass i mean it was truly hmm. badass and that was you know a year later and uh you know 2013 we went to go um to go honor them and like be one with the family and shit and it was amazing it was amazing
that's another thing that stands out to me. Um, you know, we I I do consider Pinnock, Lily, and Brazos as bayonets. They yeah, were our guys. They absolutely. were with us. They died. Um, but you know, we don't have as close of a relationship with their families. But the Luxmores and the Swindles, how incredible those families are. Yeah. Um, you know, I I know Brenda and Leonard pretty well uh, over the years, just accidentally. Um, and they're just, they're so selfless. They are so, they have taken, you know, BJ's memory and have turned it into this wonderful thing and they, they never stop. They live every moment of their lives to remember him. Um, you know, and, and Chelsea, you know, Chelsea's just an incredible person. Uh, and I, I haven't had the opportunity to meet the rest of the family as you have, but hearing you say that, it's just like, how are these, these two amazing families, the ones that were deprived of fucking given so much to this country, man. It's amazing. Mm. Why can't it be the shit, the shitheads families? You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not even the shit bag. It's good. Man. <laughs> yeah, man. man. Um, yeah. Good, good mm. people. I, I, you know, what a brutal, I mean, a brutal tour. Like I've never seen the carnage like that. Um, you know, during that aerosol into, where did we go? Sketch or Najat? Najat. Najat. Um, like hearing the battle roster numbers get get called up, and like, I was like, "Fuck, dude, that's Denison." Um, and like, I I seem to remember, I think his uh, his blood pressure getting called over to the net. It was something like eighty over fifty, and I was like, "Fuck, dude, mm-hmm. like, he's gonna die. How could you? Who could live through that?" Um, mm-hmm. And like, were he not? You know the absolute physical animal that he was no he would not have like he'd no, be he dead dead as fuck yeah um, he would have drowned in that creek yeah, he, he before we ever had a because chance. of his physical fitness 100 percent. um you know hearing the others the only one i, I couldn't place was todd i mean what i barely knew i mean I, I didn't he was know brand todd. new too he'd yeah, only been there a month. Yeah, yeah, there i didn't know a month him. or so um, so i couldn't yeah. place his his battle roster number um, you know, and like how brutal that fight was and like, you're like face to face with, with these dudes as you're, you're fighting, like trees are getting cut down and branches are raining, like bullets smacking like inches and feet in front of your face, um, on the wall, like having a firefight with dudes while you're trying to throw one of those fucking exploratory charges out there, like, uh, <laughs> It's mm-hmm. nuts, man. Like, uh, yeah, there was nothing in there that was that was normal. Like humping grape bro after grape bro after grape bro. Like, I didn't even know they grew grapes in that stupid country. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and like <clears throat> we saw them grow from like vine to like grapes, and then drying out into raisins and like the whole it, thing. Yeah, yeah, it was oh. nuts. Like mm. pomegranate orchards. And, uh, I'd seen pomegranates and watermelons before in Afghanistan but like mm-hmm. you know just ripping them off the tree and like having to go out on and stuff like that that place was absolutely weed, weed plants brutal. 10 feet tall and <sighs> yeah well, well I'd seen that before There's too acres and acres and acres of marijuana and poppy yeah I mean I think I mean man I, like especially talking to you and and Kitching and like Nance and these guys that had some previous deployments you know like it's really humbling for me to hear 
like super seasoned dudes talk about how brutal it was in Panjway. And it, it's, it's been such a weird experience. Like Curtis said, I mean, for all intents and purposes, that was my first real deployment, you know? Um, but to, to revisit it and see it through this lens of guys who have had a wide, a, a lifetime of experiences, it makes you, makes you appreciate what was going on down there, man. No. And, uh, so I really, I really, on a personal level, man, I really appreciate you just kind of like keeping, keeping us humble and keeping us checked and, and just like letting us realize like no. what was going on there that, was an exception, like you said, you know? Yeah, that was, that was not normal. That was anything but normal. And like, I, I knew it was bad. I like, I consider myself a pretty steady, um, mm-hmm. kind of dude, man. Like I don't get rattled and like by you know it was something by like late september october like before we were going out the wire like i was shaking and i would i wouldn't calm and study until the shooting started because then i like i would i was shaking it's autopilot and then like the shooting would start and i'd calm down and i was like okay i know i'm okay now um so i i know it was rough because i you know i and i i think I think Price added it up one time, didn't he? It's like 193 firefights over, you know, something not, like not over was, the nine. It added months. up to almost one every day. So pretty mm-hmm. much once fighting Across season started, yeah. whoever yeah. was outside the wire was in a gunfight. Somebody, yeah. somebody somewhere was in a gunfight. I mean, it was every fucking day. It was nuts. And like, yeah. I, I, uh, like that was an experience I I couldn't possibly take away. Like that that was it was incredible. It was incredible to witness to be a part of. Um, I seen a, I was in Fayetteville uh, at Bragg because that's where I, I was before, and I went to go pick my son up. We went to a, a baseball game. They have a minor league farm team here, and um, there's a dude, and he's wearing a Defense Berwin T-shirt. I immediately oh, just shit. walk up. I'm like, yeah. hey, were you a fucking Sparwing guard? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, dude. And we tied. That was the company that he was the first one of the company that relieved us. Oh, um, yeah. Thomas there. And like, they have they have Defend Sperwin, like the mov- a movie or something. They yeah, they were they were working on a documentary called This Is Nowhere. Yeah. Um, it never got made, but we are having the guy that was making it on in this season. Nice. So. I'm kind of hoping maybe he can come on and give us some input and maybe it'll kind of get that project back on track. Cause it was, it was looking really good. Nice. They were, mm. Some, they some had, dude, had an I, interesting one. Some yeah. dude I'd never met before. Like a media bond over fucking Spurwingar over yeah, a man-made over, mountain. Like a, not mm. even a mountain, a pile of dirt, a pile of dirt. And, uh, yeah. Like an immediate kinship and like, like you can look at each other and like shake your head and like no, like yeah, that guy gets it, yeah, you know, mm. oh my God. and it's it's you know obviously throughout this whole process that's been something we've noticed. You know, we didn't we didn't plan to tell other people's stories. We were just going to talk about twenty twelve Bico. That was the plan. Yeah, but there were so many people that have such an attachment to this place, dude. I if mean, you can get fucking rusty, uh, what's that dude's name? Uh, Rusty Bradley. Yeah, if you could get Rusty Bradley on here, that'd be fucking amazing. We're we're already committed. Yeah. We're going to Dubai to to do an interview with him. Shut the fuck up. 
100 percent are you <laughs> yeah dude that's a, yeah. that is we were incredible. supposed to go like a month or two ago but the yeah, we're supposed to do it september put the hammer yeah. down on us tell we're him march yeah. i mean he don't know me and i don't, I don't know who is, but <laughs> like uh the lions of kandahar is easily like i didn't read it because somebody was like hey get ready for spurwengar like read this book i read it mm-hmm. because it's like a, that is a story worth worth reading um Mm. it's an it, adventure no it, you know I it's mean, the craziest incredible. like indiana jones shit i've ever heard like yeah it's an incredible <laughs> story no i had to read it and yeah. once i started reading it i i didn't stop <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so i he was at uh he was at dhq um one time but we missed him we were in spurring really he was there yeah oh really <laughs> no shit <laughs> yeah but we missed him whatever hmm. anyway that's a bummer yeah, yeah. it's pretty crazy it just you know, and and I know that a lot of guys like that surf on the Korngal have the very 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 similar yeah, or yeah, helmand, yep. very similar kind of bond over like the the terrain to and the stuff, places. But, yeah, um, but it seems pretty limited to certain spots. It's very powerful for it Afghanistan does. versus it, yeah. Iraq. Yeah, but again, um, like as somebody who's been on the Korngal uh, and at the COP, the the Korngal outpost, like uh, it it is for me it's completely different in the panjoy like it is not every day that you're fighting uh in the 20 to 30 to to 40 in in fucking hand grenade range for god's sakes like we're out here Mm. throwing hand grenades who the fuck does that this isn't world war ii (laughs) yeah Yeah. all right or the ieds i mean i think every time i look at it and you look at it through the frame of the ied uh that's that's one thing that stands out to me is you know they had ieds everywhere mm-hmm. but it was different yeah. you know it was it would be a random charge here or there or they were yeah. targeting vehicles or yeah. they were really big charges or you know they were command wire but the idea there's like fuck you guys so much we're not even going to waste an entire charge of explosives on you yeah. we're going to hold a bunch of little ones out there just so they'll take mm-hmm. your leg off to yeah. fuck with your mind what kind of animal are? and and then they stuffed the stuff the mason jar full of like shit particles to cause yeah, an infection dirty nails and as like, it's inside fuck off, of you. Like, man. What the yeah. fuck's wrong with you, man? Nasty fuckers. But, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's psychological in it. And 100%. it worked. Like, mm, it, yeah. mm-hmm. bayonet company, like, heavy fucking toll. Psychologically heavy toll. Even when we came mm. back, I had dudes, um, you know, they used, to, they used to come to my house all the time. And sleep in my house. They call me up at like one in the morning. I can't sleep and like crying. And like I go pick them up, bring them over, just so they could have a sense of normalcy. And like mm-hmm. you know, these dudes are like friends with my fucking son. And I'm like, dude, he's six years old. What the fuck are you guys doing? And they would sit there and like, <laughs> you know, jump on the trampoline all damn day with him. Um, mm-hmm. but it helped them out, man. And like you know it was, it was different like when i was growing up we didn't have you know vets like that we didn't everybody was this is the first time everybody's doing this you know everybody's yeah. first one mm-hmm. we didn't have somebody to be like this is what it's going to be like or whatever um you know uh, i just tried to help out the dudes when we came back I'm like hey man like it's going to be okay and, and into that end we had we had a very exceptional company um, in terms of the people in it. Yeah. And then we had, you know, I mean, I can echo the sentiments that you just shared about first platoon, you know, Chad Prendle's house on a Sunday night was full of people, Prendle. you know, 
I was I mean, Prindle, little little staff sergeant guy. Yeah, it was Prindle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Prindle was who came running around the, the corner. Oh, now I before yep. I had mm. thought it was Bowley, but that yeah. didn't make sense. Now Prindle had told me once, he's like, dude, I don't know who the fuck you are, but you must have a you must have a guardian angel watching over you because nobody deserves to live through this the way that you have. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, well, that's sweet. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Brindle had seen some crazy shit. In yeah, I mean, he was that, in the initial invasion, Brindle. like such a dude, awesome dude. God, I loved him, and like somebody I truly respected, and like that's how I knew it was mm. bad. Yeah, yeah. Prindle, thanks for thanks for that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sorry, I, d- I didn't mean to cut you off, bro. No, you're good. I mean, but yeah. it, it goes right back to the point. You know, this is another season combat vet. He has a fan. He has a wife. He has a family. Yet Sunday nights, it's half a first platoon at his house watching the new Walking Dead episode. Like Dustin Smothers, his best friend with his kid. You know, yeah. like Gage, like, I still remember his name. We like, like teleconferenced during uh, when the Animal Planet showed that that oh that's, that's uh, what is a glory hound or <laughs> yeah whatever it's called. Uh, like mm. and like it was so real, dude. It was like being there. It was like I was shaking mm. and smoking, and I had quit smoking. Uh, well, I only smoke in theater, you know, um, I smoke in theater I, and like I can, as soon as we get on the plane, like I'm cold turkey, it doesn't, doesn't right. affect me or anything. And like, I was like, mm. like watching it. Like, I need a cigarette. Oh my God, I need a cigarette. <laughs> like, drinking, like, oh my God, can you believe this just happened? Uh, it was like being there mm-hmm. all over again. Yeah. Like it was so yeah, real. It's pretty visceral. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, uh, you know, I think that. I don't want to call it like that nurturing mentality of this, the, of the few season guys. I think that's helped the the company work through a lot of the stuff. Um, we did mm-hmm. recently lose um, um, Kyle McGuigan. We just lost uh, to, he took his own life. But other than that, I don't know of anybody that's actually done it. We've had some attempts, but for a company that saw as much as we did, uh, our numbers are much lower. Yeah, you know, I know a lot of the companies like one, two, three have had really bad problems. A lot and, of our dudes withdrew inside them. Like Brandon Eret, like stone cold, like one of the bravest people I've I've ever seen in my life, man. My fucking life. Absolutely brave. He just like withdrew and disappeared inside himself. I I called mm-hmm. Wesley Young, who was our FO, and he you know, he got hurt and he acted like he didn't know me. Um you know, like Luke, mm. you decided to disappear for a little while, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, Curtis always had me on horn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, David Steffen fell off the face David of the Steffen. earth. David yeah. Steffen. Literally off, David. completely off the face of the earth. Yeah. I, I've tried. I saw TJ reach in, out to him. in Italy. Uh, I blew Look out a brag mm. as part of the GRF and flew into Italy to go jump into Bulgaria. And, uh, mm. and, I saw TJ there. He was in the 173rd. He was a, a oh, staff sergeant or a sergeant in the 173rd. Nah. TJ, what the fuck you doing here, man? Um, <laughs> but yeah. Well, you and I. Oh, yeah. 2017 yeah, yeah, yeah. in a DFAC in j <laughs> I'm like eating my fucking fat man food as yeah. an Apache pilot, look across the DFAC. I'm yeah, like, man. God, that's, that's good. Really that's living the good life, though, baby. Dude, I was living yeah, life. If I so could, good. I would, you know, <laughs> you know, and then there's people, you know, they have it, they take it in good stride, like Denny, like, you know, 
I remember Denny was he was getting ready to go run the Boston Marathon when it got bombed. Like, you can't take this guy. Anywhere, he did man. run it that yeah. day. He well he he, he was he there. Rolled on it. Yeah. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, he that's what I'm saying. Freaking did the the can't take that Paralympic guy anywhere. Just get blown up all over the fucking place, man. <laughs> dude. Could you stop <laughs> getting blown up? Yeah, seriously. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. We I think we have a, we had a pretty exceptional company and just True. the right circumstance, the right people there. You know, mm. just the shared experience. You know, we were undermanned, outgunned. Um, so you just kind of force yourselves to all just. You know, just get very just resilient and be. become hard, yeah. uh, strong people. And, uh, you know, I, I deployed again. You deployed again. Yeah. You had deployed before. I don't, I feel a much stronger bond to everybody involved in that deployment than any other deployment yeah. I've ever been on. Um, oh, yeah. My, my frame of reference for my entire four and a half years in the military is the nine months on Spirit Regard. Yeah. Bro, you like, I've, hey, four and a half I spent years a year in Iraq. Baby? Look at that! Those are good numbers. Those are good numbers. Yeah, I mean, I I deployed. I was I was in Iraq for a fucking year, dude. I was in Iraq longer before I went on leave than I was at Sparrow Guard, and I don't think of Iraq. Yeah, but you know, you know, I I do congenitally, but not primarily. Iraq was playing the long game, you know. Like they just wanted us to leave so they could go back to being Iraq, you know. Right. They weren't really (laughs) really trying to to mess with us anymore, but. Yeah, but I just don't. I, mean, I never saw combat, so it just—it was just a year of my life. Well, my friend, I'm, I'm sure yeah. nine months at Spurwangar, you made up for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Sarani, oh, as we kind of the way we kind of close these things out is, uh, you know, and we've had a phenomenal episode, and I really appreciate everything that you've offered us. But we always give you like one more chance to say whatever you want to whoever you want any anything that's on your mind that we didn't get to talk to or get to talk about um you know just kind of give you a final uh couple minutes to just say whatever's on your mind um i don't i don't think i i really have a lot um you know i know like afghanistan fell a lot of people um take that personal um you know after you know five tours there i mean I've had tons of friends, um, you know, get killed there, and um, it wasn't for nothing. I I know that it wasn't for nothing. Um, at 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 a very minimum, you can say that since September eleventh, two thousand one, there has not been a major terrorist attack on the United States homeland. That makes something mm. worth it. Um, mm. Maybe we just didn't achieve. Uh, any kind of desired intent or end state, but again, one was never defined clearly. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, I would like to believe that that they that they didn't die for nothing. They died for something, um, and maybe that that something is still yet to be determined. But it wasn't for nothing. Mm-hmm. I, I I refuse to believe that. You know, in twenty years of combat and multiple tours, like I. Uh, what I did was um, for nothing, and um, you know I I just wanted to do this so to share with my son uh, a little bit. Uh, he's the most important thing in the world to me. He means he means everything, um, and it really hurts my feelings that you know his journal um, that I spent years and years writing 
you know, writing my my thoughts and my opinions and like what it meant is is missing. But you know, uh, I have the same phone number I've had since uh, since I was in Hawaii. It hasn't changed, and it's done very specifically so that if somebody needs to reach out, like they can reach out. Um, I'd literally just gotten a text like three days before that there was a Panjway podcast. Um, and I was sitting in the movie theater and like the opening credits were happening for the new Halloween movie. Um, mm-hmm. When you texted me, Curtis, and I was like, this is the fucking freakiest shit ever. Like, uh, <laughs> how could how could that possibly happen? Um, and I just wanted to, to do it for, so my son could kind of know, because I don't, I don't talk to him about it. And I, um, and just kind of let people know, you know, Jason, uh, you know, Dino, dude, Dino's fucking awesome. Like he's doing awesome. Um, he's such a good dude. Um, and you know, for the rest of, of third platoon, like those dudes went out every day. Um, sometimes shaky. Yeah. Sometimes so shaky. <laughs> But I I went out with them to make sure that hey, like there was a steady presence because you know we were we the platoon and the company was really shaky for a while like really shaky like teetering on on the edge of of being combat ineffective um, like really close mm-hmm. I appreciated bayonet company like that that was just like you said luke like it's not just a frame of reference but it like that is a shaping experience for Mm -hmm. um for life before and and after like Mm -hmm. it could almost be like pre-spurwin post spurwingar um yeah in a lot of ways you know and like for the the two of you like this is cool dude i i didn't know that you know you guys were doing this again i just found out about it and stuff i'm like I'm sure, like, for a lot of people, it helps either, like, telling their story or hearing other other stories. Um, you know, Rusty Bradley, if he's coming on, that's going to be fucking epic. You guys are on Fox News. Like, this is, like, this is good stuff. Um, it's good shit, man. I, I appreciated everybody, um, everyone. Uh, like, I, I, I thank you for, for letting me come on and waste your time. I'm sorry I wasted your time so long. Awesome. Didn't waste a minute. Oh, Fuck me. no, man. This has been a great conversation. I mean, yeah. we really appreciate you coming on, man, and giving us the time because I know you're a busy man, old first Sergeant Morgan. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I got a company run in the morning. It's no big deal. I try to see man. if I make it or not. not do they uh, know how, I mean, do they know how good they got it? I don't think they know. When they get out to the real army and they get some shit bag first Sergeant. Well, they'll they'll figure it out. Well, I mean, you know, fast. it's it's a drill. You know, like it's not not yeah. like force common. Then it's true. You know, like uh, it's not a <laughs> it's not it's a, it's an infantry company, but it's not like a real infantry. It's two hundred and sixty mm. up to two hundred and sixty trainees. Like right, you know, and I mm-hmm. got you know sixteen drills, but like five or six of them are eleven series. The rest of them, you know, everybody else is soft skill. Like they're amazing, dude. Like. They're amazing. And like those soft skill people the you know, the soft skills, they're more killer than, than like the 11 series guys. I'm like, Hey, mm-hmm. 
back it down a couple. Like, <laughs> you're going to get everybody fired. Like, relax. <laughs> yeah. That's good shit, man. Well, we, we really appreciate it. Absolutely. Brother. Yeah. Well, I, I got to echo that myself. And uh, yeah, it's, it's important to have you on. I'm glad that you agreed. And uh, I, I uh, don't want to hold you back anymore from your sleep and your, uh, your drive back oh, to your I, company. I still got to drive back morning. home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Ronnie, thanks again for joining us and uh, best, best of luck uh, in your continued career. Thanks, my friends. Thank you for listening to another episode of season three of the Panjway podcast. We appreciate you sticking with us all the way to the end of the episode. But just one more thing before you go, please hit the like and subscribe button and make sure that you are following us on our social media.